This is your source for genre news, album reviews, and commentary on all things heavy. The Metalboard. Here are your hosts, Brendan Flum and George Fong. Hello and welcome back to the Metal Pod. Woo! Reunion episode. Let's go. Evil really doesn't ever die. Evil never dies. I'm your uh, glorious host, uh, George Benjamin Fom, joined alongside by my co-host, a Mr. An, a man that needs no introduction. Why, thank you, George. My name, my name is Brennan Flom, by the way, for those who don't know me. We're doing, we're resurrecting the metal pod for an, an episode, maybe more. Who knows? Yeah, we, we'll, we'll fill it up. We've been fl- flying by the seat of our pants with this podcast since its inception. We've been in the studio, out of the studio. We've been lawyered up against. We have lawyered up. And now we're back for one final episode or not. Well, our last episode was supposed to be our final one. So if that tells you anything, here we are. <laughs> we don't follow the rules. Yeah. Breaking uh, all the rules. Let's get started here. Uh, shirt stories. We're going to do the segments for you guys. Uh, topic of today's episode we'll get to. Yeah, the, the general theme of this episode is just how we've changed as metalheads right. since the last time we spoke. We're just going to weave that all throughout. Last time we spoke on the pod. Right, yeah. Obviously, we've hung out many times yes. since then, but uh, believe it or not, we don't only talk on the pod, so. Right, um, okay. Book club, though. Um, this bad boy right here is called Codex Metallum. It's an encyclopedia of metal album covers. It's sick as fuck. So, yeah. Book club, check it out. It came out last year by some British dude, I think. So, and you and I met in Britain, so it's only very true. It's only fitting. Cool. Look at that bad boy. What, what shirt you got on, George? I'm wearing a Slipknot shirt. So am I, man. My first Slipknot shirt that I've purchased at a concert. Right. And I purchased it at the Pine Knob Show mm-hmm. in October, which was uh, which Flum and I went to together. Mm-hmm. Andy, your father, mm-hmm. old school, and. Curtis was there. Curtis was there. My cousin Freddie and his his wife. Yep. Um, yeah, that was one of the better times I've ever seen Slipknot. So. Yep, yep. And they were, uh, who opened? It was Code Orange. That's right. Fever 333 yep. and Kill Switch Engage. That's right. Who we who I'd seen at Louder Than Life for the first time before that show. Kill Switch? Yes. Yeah. Uh, in Kentucky, which we'll get to, mm-hmm. um, which they were awesome. Code Orange probably uh, was the dark horse, I'd say. Yeah, only because they're, you know, I'd rather see Code Orange in a little club than a goddamn amphitheater outside when it's bright out. Yep. You know, but they It was they daylight when ass. they performed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they were awesome. So yeah, that's where I got my shirt. Yeah. Um, my shirt is also Slipknot, as you can see. I'm wearing this uh, because I think the biggest... Uh, death in the metal community since we last talked was Joey Jordison, um, which was last July at this point, but um, the Grammys snubbed him from their in memoriam category this really? year. Really? Wow. Which, you know, when I first heard the news, I was like, you know, that makes sense. The Grammys aren't really a metal thing, but when I thought about it a little more, I was like, dude, when Joey was in the band, Slipknot was nominated for seven Grammys. They won one for Before I Forget. And, I mean, he's he's the guy who brought, as they say, they, he brought blast beats to the mainstream. Yeah. So, 
Come on, Grammys, you fucking assholes. Not very surprising. Uh, country is also another genre that is underrepresented represented in the Grammys. Well, I can um, live with that. Well, I'm just saying, they have a history of <laughs> underrepresenting know. groups that uh, a lot of us enjoy. Yeah. Um, keep my, my wife's name out of your mouth. <laughs> keep Joey's name out of your mouth. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm not even talking about that shit. It was a Joey Jordison joke. <laughs> well, either way, the Grammys left him out. I didn't. Here he is, right? Right there, is that him? Yep, you got yeah. it. Yeah, number one, rest in peace forever. That uh, kind of takes us right into metal news, and obviously too much has happened since the last time we talked to talk about it all, so we're just going to stay on the big ones. Um, Joey dying, obviously, another big death uh, that happened more recently was uh, Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters. Um, obviously, they're not a, like a metal band, but this year they kind of stepped up the metal with... Uh, Studio 666, which... Oh, yeah, yeah. The horror movie with a, a metal soundtrack that they later released as an album called Dream Widow, which is pretty kick-ass. So... Cool. Yeah, I mean, the Foo Fighters putting out a metal album, that's pretty... It's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah no it, complaints there. No, not at all. It kicks ass, but yeah. Rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. He was not only a great drummer, he was a great guy. So, got to shout out to him. Um, also, in case... Anyone listening has been living under a rock for the past few months. There's some shit going down in Ukraine right now. Um, the only reason I bring that up is because one of my favorite newer bands is called Ginger, and they are from Ukraine. Mm -hmm. um, saw them back in November before all this crazy stuff was happening, um, and they were supposed to be supporting Slipknot on Knotfest, or the Knotfest Roadshow this year, but uh, they backed out of that to focus on helping their fellow Ukrainian citizens, which obviously I think is awesome. Um, they're doing a lot of fundraising stuff, so you can probably check out that stuff on their website, I'm assuming. Um, they tour a lot. Yeah. They tour a lot with uh, bands that we like to see. With like They open for a lot of headliners that we like to see. Yeah. Um, I always see them on like the, the bill. Oh, yeah. They're an amazing live band. When I saw them, they were headlining. It was uh, them and Suicide Silence, which was a great pairing, actually. Doesn't, Seems kind of weird on paper, but it was, it was awesome. Um, yeah. Hope, I really hope they come around again at some point. Yeah. Because um, they, they blew me away, honestly. Um, to lighten the mood a little bit, though, that was some death and despair we just got right there. But uh, I, as much as I don't want to, I feel like we need to address uh, Corey Taylor versus Machine Gun Kelly. The boy from Cleveland and the boy from Iowa. <laughs> Two Midwestern boys I, of the same eth ethnic racial background <laughs> are going to square it off. I just, I just one, think, is, one is 6'3", and one is about 5'7". Yeah, but who, He's who punching would win? Up. Who would win, though? Corey Taylor's in a different weight class. Corey Taylor is still a heavyweight. <laughs> I know. Well, I just wanted to bring it up because yeah, you and I have Break it down. We haven't talked, dude, there's too much to break down. I, I want to spend as little time on this as possible. <laughs> I just, we haven't had a, a chance to talk about it. So I was just curious what your uh, viewpoint was about it. If, if you have an opinion at all. I just think that it's really easy to shit on Slipknot. Uh, previously it was Nickelback. <laughs> like they're, they've just been like the punching bag for pop metal culture. Slipknot lately. has, you're saying. Yeah, Slipknot has, yeah. Um... Well, it's funny you mentioned Nickelback because Nickelback called out Slipknot at one point too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, which it's just why. Yeah, I, I, there's no reason for it. I'm sure it, <laughs> it infuriates Corey Taylor. Um, well, 
I don't know if it does. I feel like he doesn't give a shit. Like when I saw them at, at Notfest and people were chanting, fuck MGK. He was like, I can't take you crazy motherfuckers anywhere. That's, yeah, that's all yeah, he said yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he didn't right. like go into it anymore. Yeah. I'm not even going to go into the whole backstory because it's so complex and stupid that it's not worth talking about. At the end of the day for me, fuck MJ, <laughs> MGK. Okay. This is the last thing I'll say. When I went to Aftershock Festival in Sacramento, I was waiting for Gojira on one stage and I happened to see MJK, MGK. I keep saying MJK because, you know, Maynard James Keenan, you know. I see. They've got similar initials, yeah. but um, I saw MGK on another stage. Not by choice, just because I was waiting for Gojira on another stage. People were literally throwing like logs and branches what? at him. Like, he is, I don't know why people keep putting him on metal festival bills. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's gone pop punk, which is, in my opinion, stupid as it is, but. Yeah. We did that song with Willow. Oh. He's hot right now. Oh, yeah. So, therefore, he's metal. <laughs> Fuck him, dude. All right, we're done talking about this. I don't want to anymore. All right. The biggest piece of metal news, though, since we last saw each other, concerts are back. They are. And they're crazy. Yeah. Every concert that got canceled is like coming back. Like Rage, Motley Crue. But I guess those are the two big ones that I was like really depressed about missing. Yeah. Well, it's funny you bring up Rage because they just keep postponing it and postponing it. It's now like to April. 2023. Yeah. But there's a show in Chicago this summer. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't even know that. So I guess technically the Detroit show got postponed mm-hmm. two years. Right. But... They are going to be at the United Center. Yeah, that makes sense. In Chicago, which is the one I'm planning on going to. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, either way, we're going to see them at some point. Yeah. So. Oh, well, hopefully. Yeah. And hopefully. then Motley Crue is at playing at Comerica Park. Yep. With Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett. Yep. So. Yeah, those are some that's big happening. ones right there. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good segue. Which is a part of my trivia if you want to start uh-huh. formulating formulas. Okay. So I gave you a little bone there. All right, I'm probably not going to think about it at all <laughs> until we get there. So, <laughs> um, speaking of concerts, though, that leads us right into our top five. Yep. Which is concerts we've each been to since COVID. Yep. George, I don't, I don't care what order you do it in. I'm doing. A countdown from five to one. So Plum you, loves ordering things, and I like chaos. I do. Yeah, no, I I like controlled chaos. But yeah, I sure. It's it's the OCD in me. It makes okay. sense. Okay. So after you, sir. Okay, I'll try to order these in terms of favorite to least favorite, but no particular okay. order. Louder than life. Okay. In Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay, I guess like this is like. Five, like 10 concerts in one, right? So like, yeah. it's a festival. Four out of my five are festivals. Festivals, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I went for one day, drove down from Michigan, straight, seven hour, seven and a half hours straight to Kentucky. Uh, Trent and I did, mm-hmm. uh, who's been on the pod, and Andrew drove up from Nashville. Who's also been on the pod. Who's also been on the pod. Yep. It wasn't, uh, his drive wasn't quite as bad. Um, louder Than Life. They did the double stage next to each other yeah. deal. Have you seen that? They did that at Knotfest in Iowa. Yeah, so. yeah. I'd never seen that before. I hadn't either until I, I didn't like it. But the thing I was explaining about um, Sacramento was kind of like that, but there was like a good distance where mm-hmm. these like, were like two sound stages exactly next right, to each other, right? Like no separation. Were you a fan of that? 
I wasn't, but it was cool because I could stay in the middle yeah. and see yeah. the shows that alternated. So that was like, I really didn't have much to complain about, but it just made the festival feel smaller. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's my main complaint. Uh, but they were awesome. Metallica headlined mm-hmm. first time seeing them. They ripped it. They'd played a two hour set. Um, Rob Trujillo did the the crab walk. Yep, of course. The whole nine. Um, Kirk Hammett was wearing like filas. Okay. Which was a very interesting <laughs> choice. Um, but yeah, they, they, I mean, what else do I need to say about this? They were Metallica. Right. Um, did you see them both nights or just the one? Just the one. The one where they didn't do the Black Album. Yes. So yeah. they played every song except, or they played like through their discography, whatever they wanted, right. except for songs off the Black Album. Okay. Yeah. No. So I heard like For Whom the Bell Tolls one. Um, they ended with Whiplash, I think. That's pretty or Seek, No, no, no. They ended with Seek and Destroy, I think. Okay. Um, That's fair. But yeah, so they were, they killed it. Um, Gojira was there, probably my second favorite performance. Yeah. They had like the Tree of Life, uh, like banner, uh-huh, you know, yeah. that thing. Um, uh, what's it called? The is, it, is that the Way of All Flesh? Is that that um? Or the Link? It's uh, one of those two that has the, the tree. Yeah. On the, on yeah, the I'm not sure. Um, they made a huge impression on Andrew. They turned him into a fan. Yeah. Um, That's good. Trent was falling asleep at that point. <laughs> but Avatar was Trent's favorite band he mm. saw that day besides Metallica. Yeah. And I find that with my... Trent's a metal fan now, but like with my friends that aren't quite as uh, into metal, they love like the theatrical shit. No, oh, yeah. Like Marilyn Manson and like Avatar and... Uh, I was just going to say, every everyone I've, I've taken Avatar to, they fall in love yeah, immediately. Yeah, because it's like, it's like a circus. Yeah, but they're like heavy shit A freak too. show, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were awesome. They played all their hits. Um, Smells like a freak show. Yeah. Of yeah. Motionless and White is another band that's kind of like that. They do like the theatrical stuff. Um, okay. Joe is awesome. Jane's Addiction, not good. Really? Yeah, yeah you, you told me that, they were which wild. I was kind of surprised about. They're, they're legends. I've only seen them uh, once, and they impressed me very much. I wanted to see more Dave Navarro. Didn't get too much of him. Who did you, just a lot of Perry the whole time? Or Yeah. Okay. Just all the cameras were on him. I was like, don't, yeah. don't want to see this guy. I mean, he he's a legend. But uh, he started Lollapalooza, dude. They were super mid. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Second favorite. Uh, let's Let's go back and forth. If, oh, you want to go back? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Only because there's going to be some like similarities, obviously. Sure. Um, Knotfest is my number five because it, uh, I mean, to your point, they had the double stage thing right next to each other, which was cool. Um, didn't have to move a whole lot. Um, There's a water shortage. Yeah, I was going to say that's why it's so low on my list because the experience itself was bullshit. It was ass. But the lineup, I'm going to read you the lineup because the lineup is just so fucking elite. Slipknot, of course, Megadeth, Lamb of God, Suicide Boys, Gojira, Trivium, Tech Nine, Fever 333, Knocked Loose, Turnstile, Gate Creeper, Vended, and Widow Seven. So, That's hype. yeah, I mean, the lineup alone, we were like, Suicide Boys at a Metal Fest, like, we got to do this. Yeah. That's Slipknot's Fest, too. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, to your point, there was a fucking water shortage. I, I had maybe. <laughs> I think collectively we each had four waters the whole time for 12 hours. Have you ever had liquid death? Yeah. That's all they had. Okay. There was no tap water. You had to buy the fucking liquid death in a can. That's very whack. And they ran out. They ran out of food. Well, dude, it was, it's in this fucking cornfield in the middle of butt fuck nowhere in Iowa. They hold the goddamn like national hot air balloon festival there. Okay. Every so year. I see. There's literally two dirt roads that lead to this cornfield. It, it was the stupidest shit I've ever That's seen. That's Slipknot style, man. I mean, it was cool. That part was cool, but no water? Not cool. Not cool. Resources are fun. 
Yeah. The resources are fun, but yeah. To finish that off, Lamb of God stole the whole fucking show. Yeah. They were... Telling you, man. No, I know. That's... They're amazing. In terms of ways we've changed as metalheads, as you know, I always harp on Corn. They were my favorite live band, but now, since COVID, it's hands down Lamb of God. They've kicked my ass every time. Who else have they dethroned for you in, in their lane? Well... You've agreed with me in the sense that sometimes we see Lamb of God and they're like not great just based on acoustics of wherever we are, but that has not been the case once since. And Randy at Knotfest, that's the most animated I've ever seen him. Really? Like if, if I hadn't known that he's been sober for however many years he's been sober, like I would have thought he was drunk. Okay. Like, Climbing on rafters and shit, just like dancing around. Like it was, <laughs> he, he was just so happy and yeah. it was awesome. Cool. Yeah. So cool. Go for it. Sweet. All right. So, uh, my, my, uh, uh, next one here, South by Southwest. Yeah. Uh, impact generously, generously sent the media team and some other folks, um, to cover South by Southwest, Mm -hmm. uh, in Austin, Texas, in case you don't know, it's a like two week music, film, arts, uh, festival. Yeah. I thought it was just film. I didn't know they had music until you told me this. Yeah. There's also music. Um, they they mostly focus on uh, like smaller kind of yeah. up and coming bands. They don't really do too many like crazy headliners. Yeah, it's like an indie thing. It's like an indie thing. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know this. Apparently, Austin is the live music capital of yep. like the world. Yep. So that, that's just their thing. I love that city like so much. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I had such a good experience. Yeah. Um, Jane in the Jungle, shout out. I took photos for them. Okay. Uh, and that's my fir- that was my first time being backstage to take photos. So I had access to the whole stage mm-hmm. and in the photo pit. It was awesome. Um, some of my other favorite venues, because uh, that's a big thing with South by. There's like, it's venues all across Austin that just have showcases related to South oh, by. Oh, it's not just in one central no, location? No, okay, I, yeah, cool. it was all over. Um, Hotel Vegas was my favorite. Okay. It was awesome. And then, um, yeah, just a couple other, like smaller. And like the experience as a whole was was what sold it for me. Yeah. So I mean, you can't go wrong with Austin. It's yep. just so sick. Everything's bigger in Texas, baby. Everything is bigger in Texas. Um That's everything it. is also bigger, not really, not as big as Texas, but in California. Um <laughs> I I briefly mentioned Aftershock. Um I only put it on here because you know it's it's Cali. It's it was my first concert experience in California. Yep. Um again Metallica headlined two nights like they did it louder than life for you. Did they do the black album thing? Yeah, I didn't go to the Black Album night, though. Um, we flew home that day because had to work the next day. Um, wasn't upset because yeah. I don't need to see the whole Black Elm. Right. Um, it would have been cool for sure, but... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Metallica, two nights. The original Misfits was the night in between. Um, cool. Yeah, they were fine. Um, people were freaking out for them. I mean, they are legends, of course, but just they, they, they were fine. Like Okay. And then Cypress Hill headlined the first night. Cool. Which they, you know, it's fucking Cypress Hill. Yeah. It's going to be dope either way. Yeah. But uh, I just listed a few bands that like were the best in my opinion and kind of were better than all those other bands I just named. Mm-hmm. Suicidal Tendencies, by far the best band. They were on one of the side stages. Okay. So like there was actually moshing and they just went balls out. It was sick. Yep. Butcher Babies, have you heard of them? I have. Uh, one of their singers... They're, they're a double uh, female-fronted band. One of them is from Detroit, so it was cool to see them. They were also, they went on right before Suicidal, so they got the crowd going. Alien Weaponry, you know them? Yes, I've seen them. 
they were loud as fuck. They're a good live band. Yeah. Great live band. They kicked ass. And then I also just w- wanted to mention uh, Seether real quick because... I've seen Seether. Have they're you? Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, I've listened to a couple of their albums. Yeah, they're a good rock band, but... Um, they're like Nirvana right. 2.0. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the dude, Sean Morgan's his name, he just loves Kurt Cobain. Yep. Um, it's apparent. But me and my dad went to their after show at uh, this club called the Ace of Spades in downtown Sacramento. Um, cause my, (laughs) exactly. Uh, my dad, like somehow knows their drum tech or something like that. So like, see there's drum tech. Yeah. Some, something like that. I don't know the connection, but we got in there for free and saw see there like after the first or second night. So yeah, it was cool. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That was my number four. Sweet. Yep. Um, my number three, cause we're doing, I'm doing ascending. Okay. I'm doing descending. You're doing ascending. Right. My three is, uh, Slipknot at Pine Knob. Yeah. Uh, with Fever 333, Kill Switch Engage, who was also at Loud Than Life, right. by the way. Right. I didn't put them on this list because I don't listen to them that much. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they killed it. And Code Orange, think, of course. And Code Orange, yep. yep. And I think you mentioned that was the best you've seen them. That was at Pine Knob. Ah, dude. That was... Ah, well, it's, it's so tough with Slipknot, but yeah, that was one of the better times. Nothing is going to top download... In in Britain for me, <laughs> that was yeah, yeah, that was unbelievable. That was just insane, but yeah, that was cool. one of the better times. Yeah, for sure. yeah, that, I liked that a lot. Um, I mean, what 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 more do we need to say? They were yeah, the set, the the wall, set list did, was fire. Yeah, they did their their whole thing. Lot lot off of first album in Iowa, yep, which yep. is what, they always exactly do that. What I want to see, yeah. yeah, yeah. So cool. A couple of new things too. Um, yeah, a couple of stuff off their new album, which was cool. Yeah, they don't play much Volume Three, which yeah. fair. Or uh, the great chapter, they only played. I think it was the devil and I. And that was it. Which, really? Yeah. Wow. Which is fair. I mean. Yeah. It's pro- it, album one and two. So yeah, that's all. You <laughs> that's know. all I fucking need. All right, that's it. Um. Yeah. My number three is also a pine knob one. It was a uh, riff fest. It was a two day thing. Is that Megadeth and Lamb of God? Yeah, they were day two. Um, that was I don't know. It was weird. Like um, the Megadeth and Lamb of God tour on their own is branded as the metal tour of the year. That's right. Which. I mean, it is with a lineup like Megadeth, Lamb of God, Trivium, and then at that point it was Hatebreed. So that you, for four bands in one day, that's you can't get much better. Yeah, um, cool. But day one of Riff Fest uh, was the main stage was Rob Zombie, Chevelle, ooh, um, that's cool. Avatar, yeah, Candlebox, and Aaron Jones. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, Rob Zombie tours a lot too, and Avatar. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Avatar definitely was sick. Uh, Rob Zombie, I, you know, he was good, but that was the probably the shittiest crowd I've ever seen in Pine Knob. Really? Wow. It was, was kind of chilly. It was in September. I don't know, but okay. Uh, I just wanted to mention Aaron Jones because I feel like this motherfucker is at every goddamn festival. Like I've I've seen him more than anyone since COVID. Not even by choice. He's just there. What? I know. I mean, he's he's good, but like. I don't go out of my way to see him. He yeah. just happens to be there. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, like we went to, me and my dad went to see, uh, and Mitch, we went to see the Rolling Stones at Ford Field in November. Okay. And Aaron Jones is the fucking opener. <laughs> like unannounced. I was like, are you fucking kidding? I, I've i seen so much of this guy, but he's cool though. Like he covers Breed by Nirvana every time because okay. he's from Seattle. So cool. He's cool, but yeah, uh, I'm done talking about him. So if you go now, please. All right. My next one is... The Chainsmokers in Las Vegas. Are you fucking with me? Yeah. No. Yeah. I. It was on a whim, too. It was like, 
we're, so we were in Vegas in November. Do, for, I, do I need to remi- remind you what the name of this uh, podcast we do hey is? Hey man, they're metal. The Chain Smokers. Listen, this is top five concerts we've seen since COVID. Okay. They were awesome. I I was at I was in Vegas for my brother's bachelor party. Right. And uh, so we were like, you know, what are we gonna do today? And then uh, our other buddy that was here goes, you want to see Chain Smokers? And I was like, just like later today. I was like, yeah. So we got our tickets the same day, it was like on, like on a whim kind of thing. Um, you're giving me a look like you're not approve disapproval. I just I fucking hate the chain smokers. Why? Because they're pussies. Can you? Are you allowed to say that? Um, I just did. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, they I paid a hundred dollars for two drinks, which hurt my soul. Hundred dollars. I did not know that it was gonna be that much. It was like two. I got like two uh, vodka Red Bulls, two doubles. Oh, yeah, it's like what it's gonna be like a hundred dollars. Um, so I got screwed there. Um, but overall, it was an intimate show. It was a pool party. Oh, okay. So that's cool. It was like an intimate show. It wasn't like a big thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of whack too. It was cool, but they had like a VIP section behind the stage where there was a balcony and that's where you could tell like all the people that spent like $500 on tickets went. Right, right. And then all the, all the peasants were down below. (laughs) I also met like two people, uh, two of my friends were, that happened to be in Vegas at the same time I ran into. See, no, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. That's good. So yeah, overall, Chain Smokers in Vegas was awesome. See, are you putting that on your list because of the experience or because of the show? Both. Isn't the show a part of the, isn't the experience no, no, no. part of the show? I get that. But like a pool party that happens to have some music is an awesome experience. But like, I'm not there for the chain smokers. I'm there for the pool party. You know what I mean? Well, you can say the same about South by Southwest. I'm not here yeah, for a no, bunch no, of no. indie artists. I'm here because I want to be in Texas and that's fair. eat barbecue and day drink. Yeah. See, now that's fun. And there's same, same, same sentiment <laughs> with the chain smokers, uh, but the that, chain smokers were there. So it couldn't have been that fun. I'm done. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, my number two is actually, you were there with me. Um, I put it number two because first concert since COVID was upheaval festival. Uh, day one was, uh, I'm only going to mention the bands that are worth mentioning. Um, I don't mean any disrespect by that, but, uh, corn headline day one, Chevelle was there. Avatar. I was not here with you. No, no, day two you were there, though. I'm just... Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then, so day one, first band I see since COVID is a band, I think they're from Grand Rapids, called Deadlight Holiday. You heard of them? Nope. They, they were good, but they just, uh, they need to work on their stage banter. <laughs> but uh, but they were good. So they were my first artist since COVID. Um, okay. I also want to give a shout out to a band called Assume Nothing, who's actually from Lansing. and. Talked to him after the show. Really cool guys. They gave me one of their shirts and a CD for five bucks. Cool. So you can't beat that. Um, if you haven't listened to Assume Nothing, I would definitely check them out because they were really good. Um, day two, though, you were there um, for at least Rob Zombie. I don't know when you got there. Because there was also Stained was right before Rob Zombie. Yes, that's right. I'm only mentioning Stained so I can talk about how much I fucking hate Stained. Oh, this was in Grand Rapids. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I remember. Yep. Yeah. Did yep. you see Stained or just Rob Zombie? I did Zombie? see Stained. Okay. The, the, yeah, they were, I mean, they were good. Okay. Why do you go ahead and, I don't, I don't listen to them, so. No, I try not to either, but I just. Why? Because I, I hate them. Um, Why? Because there's many reasons. Um, I'm not trying to get political though, so I'll just leave it at that. Sure. I, I think Aaron, Aaron, what's his name? Aaron Lewis is their singer. He's just a total fucking asshole. I can um, see that. But they're, they're big and they're popular, though. I'll admit that I do like some songs, but I uh, also saw them open for Corn at Pine Knob 
not by choice. They just happen to be there for whatever reason. Fuck stained. I'll leave it at that. Um, bands on the side stage that were really good though. Uh, giving a shout out to stitched up heart, female front of band. She kicks ass. Heart sick is a band also from the Lansing area. I think, uh, talked to their singer after the show. He's a really cool guy. He knows one of my coworkers. Um, and then have you heard of a band called vestigial? They're from no. the grand Rapids area and they were the heaviest band of the day. Cool. So yeah, just want to shout them out. That was my second favorite concert since COVID. Nice. Yeah. I was going to do a different one, but I'm going to sub that one. Cause I always love seeing Rob Zombie and you're, I knew you were going to roast me for this. My original pick was group love. No dude. Spring concert. I was dead ass going to give an honorable mention. Who to is, who yeah. is metal? They, who is rock? They've got a metal vibe. <laughs> their, uh, no, see, their bassist is from Lansing. Oh, and I he didn't said know his, his like favorite bands are like Soundgarden, Nirvana, oh, shit, Alice okay. in Chains. That's so cool. they, definitely, they definitely have that influence, that yeah. rock influence. Yeah. Um, that was a really good experience. I got to photograph them yeah. performing with Praetoria. Yep. Um, and, and for, for those who don't know, uh, I mean, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I, I was going to give a shout out to Praetoria, obviously, because we're buddies with yep. some, some dudes in their band. Uh, one of them worked for Impact, of course. Yeah, um, Matt Burdick. Shout out. Yeah. So it was funny because I saw Pretoria headline in Grand Rapids, their hometown, yeah. one night, and then literally two days later was them opening for Group Love at Breslin yeah. in East Lansing, which yeah, we were obviously it. there for. So yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, that was my thing. Uh, it was awesome doing a shooting concert. We had a press box in the Breslin, mm-hmm. so I got to watch the concert from like the the presser, which was cool. Yeah, um, I, I was a lowly peasant for that. You show, were a so. lowly peasant. <laughs> I could have been, I had a VIP access, so I could have been on the floor or whatever, right. but it was cool. I wanted to like sit and watch, yep. and it was a cool experience. I'd never, I'd never done that in the Breslin before. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, so that was. And we, we saw Rob after the show, which is pretty funny. Yeah. He was like, sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess my favorite concert since COVID, not a festival, it was an actual show, was Code Orange at the Pyramid Scheme. Okay. Which is where I saw Pretoria um, also. Um, Show Me the Body and Year of the Knife were the opening bands. Okay. It, dude, it was just the most insane show in terms of like my neck was done for for like a week. <laughs> it was insane. And I was joking to Andrew Mitch who came with me. Uh, I was like, yeah, it's Grand Rapids. I don't know how a, a hardcore show is going to be reacted to. And literally the first note that you're the knife plays the fucking karate chops start happening in the pit. I was like, well, here we fucking go. <laughs> That's great. So you're the knife was crazy. Show me the body was like throwing mic stands into the crowd and shit. So they were insane. The dude was playing a banjo, a, a hardcore band playing banjo. That, wow. was, that was sick to see. <laughs> uh, Code Orange. I mean, you know how much I love them. Yeah. Obviously we were They're your favorite rookies. Yeah. Like for your sure. rookie band. Absolutely. Um, we were literally right in front of Reba. Like I was grabbing the stage. I could have like reached out and touched Reba's foot. Like that's how close we were. Um, talked to her and a bunch of the other members of the band after the show. Um, actually my phone wallpaper to this day is still my picture with Reba after that show. Just cause just such an awesome night. We, we yeah. saw, uh, have you ever eaten at two beards in Grand Rapids? I have. Yes. Many yeah. times. It's so good. Yeah. Um, that's like my favorite place there. So we went there before the show cause it's mm-hmm. right by pyramid scheme and Reba and one of their crew members are just in there. Just chilling. Yeah. And I, that's, I went up and I had to say something of course cause I love Reba. Um, 
And then after the show, I was like, yeah, you remember me? I was, I was right. <laughs> two beards. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh yeah, no, but, uh, you got a BLT, right? No, I don't know what the fuck she uh, got, funny. but dude, they covered a new level by Pantera, which was, oh yeah. I think you told me about, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> it was just, it was nuts, dude. So for all those reasons, um, for sure, that was my favorite since, since nice. COVID. Um, one more honorable mention shout out, uh, to one of my buddies bands called Cyrus. I think I've told you about them. Mm-hmm. Um, went to high school with their guitarist who likes a lot of the same shit we do. They're like a proggy jazz fusion kind of band, but they're, they still kick ass and they rock. Um, they opened for a fucking, uh, Judas priest tribute band. Oh yeah. At, uh, the token lounge nice. in Westland, this really dumpy, but like legendary, awesome metal bar. Um, I also saw Judas Priest though, like for real since COVID. So like, but you can ask Mitch, like the whole time we were at Judas Priest, I was just had a smile on my face. Yeah. But it was in Grand Rapids. So the crowd was like ter- terrible turnout. They really? Weren't, weren't really into it. Um, but musically speaking, one of the best times I've seen Priest. But yeah, if you haven't checked out Cyrus, listen to Cyrus. They're cool. Nice. Yeah. So um, I think we can move to pick of the week. Yes. More like pick of the year because you know it's, it's been a minute yeah um so did you pick your favorite album of 2021 i just picked my favorite album since we last spoke on the pod okay what would that be damnation by opeth okay so not a new one right but, uh my favorite since we've last talked on the pod is damnation by opeth i've listened to it nonstop. and what year would that have come out that was after Blackwater Park. Yeah. I think it was 2000. Is, is that the one with the really creepy album cover with a little girl? Correct. Oh God. I love that album, dude. Just It's <laughs> very, it's an acoustic, it's, it's a, there's like no harsh vocals and no like heavy guitar. Yeah. It's no. like all, uh, which as an Opeth fan, like I love the death growls. I love those Opeth albums, but damnation, I saw the album cover and I was like, this is going to be some dark yeah. ass shit. Yeah. So. And it came out in 2003. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's mine. All right. Fair enough. Um, and we're going to see Opeth um, yes. open for Ma- Mastodon. So In a, in a two weeks? Two or so? Yeah, we're filming this on April 7th, and the show will be April 29th, which is the last Friday of April at the Masonic in Detroit. And Let's dude, go. Oh, that's another thing I wanted to bring up just real quick. At Aftershock, while I was waiting for Gojira and watching MG- MGK's shit on the other stage, I turned around and the fucking drummer for Mastodon is just standing in the crowd with his family drinking a beer. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah, they're about, serious. No, yeah, dead ass. It, but he also he's also a vocalist though. No, yeah, he's one of the vocalists. Yeah, and they were playing the next day, I think. Okay, because they were on that festival bill. Um, but I was like, you know what? I don't want to sit here and listen to this piece of shit get logs thrown at him. So I'm gonna go introduce myself to the drummer Mastodon. Wow, he's a really Nice guy. I didn't. I saw he was with his family, so I didn't want to bother him too long. But yeah, that's cool. Um, at the time, he was telling me that, yeah, we don't have a Detroit show scheduled, but we will pretty soon. So I was like, thank God. Oh, nice. Um, and are you a fan of a band called Zeal and Ardor? Never heard of them. They're like a dude. You of all people love them. They're like if black metal met, um like traditional slave music. Like it's, it, a, it's a black dude is, uh, is the front man and they are 
one of my favorite newer bands. Um, cool. Okay. That sounds yeah. interesting. No, they're sick. Um, they were opening on that last leg of that Mastodon and Opeth tour. Okay. But not the one we're about to see, which I'm disappointed by. But Gotcha. Um, cool. Yeah. Just wanted to ask if you liked Zeal and Ardor because they're, yeah. they're sick as fuck. I'll have to check them out. Yeah, definitely do it. Um, all right. Favorite album of 2021 for me was a pretty tough decision. Because Mastodon's new album was amazing. Um, Hushed and Grim. Yeah. I've not listened yet. It's a double album, so you're going to want to set some time aside. Um, it, it's, a, it's a long boy. It was good? It's, it's so good. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it was tough. Uh, after I thought about it a little, though, um, it is Below by Beartooth. Really? Yeah, only because uh, I was having a tough time picking between that and Gojira's new one because that was obviously just so good. But my deciding factor was this isn't my favorite Gojira album, but this is my favorite Beartooth album that's ever come out. Okay. It's just killer top to bottom. They're not fucking around. Uh, it's just straight up metal. Um, not to say Gojira's wasn't, but like, I like from Mars to Sirius and shit like that. Like, mm -hmm. it, it was awesome. Like, probably top three Gojira albums, but uh, had to give it to Beartooth for cool. sure. Uh, yeah. Favorite song off, the, off of there is called Devastation. Cool. Kicks ass. Um, and I think I was telling you though, uh, favorite album of 2022 of this year so far is Mashuga. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the ones to beat right now. It's, it was so fucking heavy. Immutable by Meshuggah. Check that out if you haven't. Shout. Shout out. Yeah. So, ready to do some trivia? Yeah. You want to open with Josh's, then finish with ours? Yeah. So, to explain to the listeners right here, um, my former roommate Josh is a big trivia guy. Um, we used to do like a trivia league every, every week before COVID and he's, uh, he's been doing that again now, but, uh, he wanted to come up with some trivia questions for us for the pod cause he's, uh, he's been getting into, into metal since he's known me. So he wanted to write some for us. So <laughs> I'm going to read it verbatim how he sent it to me. Okay. Um, yeah. So he, he texted me your question for me to ask you. Yes. So without further ado, this is exactly how he texted it to me. From Flum's list of top five bands, who has won the most awards since the year 2000? For a bonus, how many have they won? Within two either way. Clarification, the award was given out in 2000. So a band could have been given an award for a song in 1999 and another award for the same song in 2000, but only the award given in 2000 counts. He goes on to state, too hard? Question mark. I think the real challenge will be remembering the list. That's <laughs> a lot of information. So can you repeat the, the body yeah, of the question? I, I was Just going the to. Question. The actual question itself. From Flum's list of top five bands, who has won the most awards since the year 2000? Since, okay, just top five bands, most awards since 2000. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, 
<laughs> like, I can't even remember who's on your top. I'm just trying to think about what you've told me, like your favorite. No, bands. I know that's that's why he said I think the real challenge will be remembering the list. Judas Priest. You are a piece of shit. That's correct. That was correct. Let's go. Now, <laughs> bonus is how many? Bonus is how many within two either way. I'm gonna guess that they've won eleven awards. You're, dude, you're cheating. Is that exactly right? It's twelve. It's within two. I know. That's why I'm saying you're fucking cheating. I win. You you cheated somehow. I seriously didn't. I have no. I, I had no idea. Fuck you. That's amazing. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, mine for you from Josh. Yeah. Is verbatim from George's top five bands list. Two of them were formed under different names. Oh god. What were the two bands and what were the original names? Um. I'm assuming one was Lamb of God, who was burned the priest before Lamb of God. Correct. Ah, oh, fuck. So you got that. Was, I mean, you got that right away. Yeah, but, uh, dude, I don't know. Uh, oh, um, I know Slipknot had a bunch of different names before they were Slipknot, but I just don't remember if they were on your top five or not. So, uh, because what Nine Inch Nails? I can't even think of who that would have been. Marilyn Manson was Marilyn Manson something else before Marilyn Manson. Maybe, and I think so, but I can't remember what the fuck would be. I'm gonna guess Slipknot and say one of their former names, which was the Pale Ones. Incorrect. Ah, oh, fuck. You were right about Lamb of God. Yeah. And Manson was correct. Manson. Okay. Was the other one, and before they were Marilyn Manson, they were Marilyn Manson and the Spooky Kids. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, I fucking knew that, but I was like, "No, that you that thought can't too be hard." It. I did think, "Wait, fuck me!" I don't think Slipknot was on my top five. I don't think. Yeah, that that's. I was just thinking of bands who had like different names before they were what they are now. Pretty close, but zero for you, one for me. <sighs> All right, I'll go with mine then. I got I got half. No, got Lamb of God. It's there's no. It's a binary. It's win or lose. You lost. Fuck you. All right, here we go. My trivia is. What is Def Leppard's only number one single on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100? Ooh. And <clears throat> what? And then the second part of the trivia, so that's one, is the name for that song was originally used for a different track, and then they they switched <laughs> it. So what was the name? What was the name of the track that got switched? Okay, um, I. I'm only going to take a guess at the number one part. And then well, if you get it, then I'll help. I'll be like, yes or no. And, and I think they're only number one single. Right, right, right. No, I get that part. The quintessential Def Leppard song. Okay. I'm only saying this because, you know, it's a meme amongst us and Trent at this point and fucking love bites, but I don't know if that's right. I need your final answer, sir. Oh my God. Um, the, the only other one that would come to mind would be like photograph or pour some sugar on me. But, uh, animal maybe, but no, uh, it's, I'm, I'm just going to say love bites just because of the meme. Correct. <laughs> that's their only number one. Okay. So that's half, that's half the question, <laughs> okay. right? If you put this half and the other half of the last trivia question, you might get one point. Uh, oh, okay. Fuck you. Um, okay. So then what was the original, what was the song that was originally titled love bites changed to once love bites was written? Oh boy. Same album. Yeah. I figured it'd be Hysteria for sure. Um, the song Hysteria is a possibility. And you're laughing, so I'm just going to say Hysteria. Incorrect. I, it's I Want to Be Your Hero on the 2006 Deluxe Edition. You are a piece of shit. It's, that was the original. That song was originally titled Love Bites, and then they changed it to Love Bites, and then they renamed 
it to I Want to Be Your Hero. Okay, but it wasn't on the original album. It's on Hysteria. The, 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 the I deluxe... didn't say it was on, a, on the original. I said it was on the same album. Okay. All right. You're a bastard, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. All right. Dude. What's your question for me? All right, asshole. What films have earned Trent Reznor nominations for Best Original Score at the Oscars and Best Score Soundtrack at the Grammys? What films? Yeah. Oscars and the Grammys. Yeah. Social Network. Yep. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yep. There's there's more. I don't know what he scored recently. What is he? Tom York did Suspiria, the right. reboot. Right. That wasn't uh, Nine Inch Nails. Uh, oh, uh, Bird Box. He did do that, but that's not one of the nominees. I'll let, I'll let you keep going because I don't care, but. Cabin in the Woods? Did he do that? I think he only has one song. I think a yeah. song from Nine Inch Nails was used on Last that. is played that's right, in the that's credits, right. which I thought was the best part of the movie. I don't watch enough Trent Reznor scored films. I, why? It's it's I like your your two loves. I know. You love Trent Reznor and you're a film 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 kid. That's all I that's all I got. All right. The other three are Gone Girl. Oh wow. Um Mank and Soul. Soul? Yeah. The Pixar film? Yes. Wow. And that won over Mank. That's the only reason Mank didn't win is because they were nominated in the same year. I see. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I win. Trivia. No, he don't. Yes, I do. We Oh fuck. We gotta We yeah, we did we did better than we thought we would. I, I think totally. <laughs> All right. Uh one hot minute. Would you like me to go first? Or do you have one? Because I know you're always I always leave this one up to yeah. Chance. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I, I briefly explained it to you already, but I'm going to look into the camera for this one because the people need to hear me. If you're going to go to a fucking hardcore show and stand where the mosh pit would, would be or stand in the very front row and then complain when moshing breaks out and start fights because people are moshing at a hardcore and or metal show, get the fuck out. Like, you can leave, you can walk to the back and watch it from the back if you don't want to be a part of it, but don't ruin everyone else's night by getting pissed. That pisses me off badly. And there's two very key examples where I've, I've seen this since COVID. I've seen it a bunch since COVID, but... I feel like that wasn't really a thing before COVID. I just feel like... I think it was there, but it became more prevalent. Yeah, I after. think since COVID, everything's just so... More mellowed down. People are... People are like more hypersensitive. Yeah, yeah. Um, Agree. But the first time I saw it was at Upheaval, the very first night. Um, fucking corn. Like, of course, there's going to be moshing at corn. We're right in the thick of it. Me and Andrew and people are complaining. Just move somewhere else. Yep. Don't stand in the pit. And they complain. If you're not okay with moshing and you're, and you're in the front of a corn show, why are you there? Yeah. Like, because usually if you're a corn fan, then you are okay with it if you don't want to participate. Yeah. So. Here, here's the funny thing, though. These fuckers flew up from Florida to, to, for this festival. Solely for this festival. They flew from Florida. They were wearing matching 
Scream Bloody Gore by Death Shirts, which is some consider to be the very first death metal album. You're a death metal fan that is complaining about moshing. And then it happened the other night when I saw Code Orange in Detroit. The whole, like, Andrew, Mitch, Andy can all attest to this. This this lady was wearing a shirt that said, but does it gent? And her daughter was wearing a Lorna Shore shirt. I don't know if you know that band. They're like a new deathcore band. But, you know, both of those shirts, I would think you'd want to mosh. But no, they were standing front and center of the stage. Like, when I say front and center, it can't get any more front and center. They were standing there. It's a fucking hardcore show. And you're yelling at people for moshing? What are you doing? Just walk to the back. Yeah. It's not, it's fine. Like, come on. Get your shit out of your ass, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Flum is unhinged. No, dude, I'm pissed. That's why it's called One Hot Minute. True. <laughs> What's yours? That's it. Uh, I, I never have anything prepared for this, folks at home. Um, I guess I'll say, I'll do like a motivational speech, uh, so to speak, uh, kind of thing. Okay. Um, I am getting ready to graduate from Michigan State University. Getting ready to make a big move. Uh, I don't know where. I have a good idea. Uh, basically, what I'm saying is I'm in a very gray area of my life. Um, obviously, a lot of big changes to come. And uh, a lot of anxiety comes with that, mm-hmm. which I've been feeling in a lot of fellow graduating seniors. Um, obviously, you've all been through these mm-hmm. all th- uh, these experiences, um, my alumni friends. Uh, but it wasn't real until I w- became one. Yep. Um the massive amounts of anxiety, the relief, the excitement, the nervousness, it's all, you know, hitting me at once. And for a while, I was having a lot of stress about, you know, what am I going to do next? Like, uh, I don't know what I want, what I want to do with my life necessarily. Um, kind of like without the structure that school brings mm-hmm. and throughout it all, music has helped me cope with everything. Yep. It gives me peace of mind. It gives me strength when I need it or like calmness when I need to, um, relieve stress. Um, so I guess, you know, going back to the, the reason why we have music in our lives, because it can, it enhances our life experiences. It can calm you down or, uh, when you're in a bad spot, it can help you out. Uh, which is why we're fans of music, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's, it's a comfort. It's there for us. It's a companion, um, beyond just listening to something that sounds pretty. It's something that we carry with us. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so that all of that to say is metal's been helping me lately with feeling confident and uh, excited for the future and what's to come. And yeah, uh, you know, lately I've been feeling like like a phoenix rising from uh, my anxiety <laughs> the, and the ashes of anxiety. <laughs> true, that should be a metal song. Um, yeah, and that's basically it. Fair, dude. Couldn't have said that better myself, honestly. Cool. Let's wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, um, song wreck. That's how we always leave you. Um, favorite song of 2021 or since the last episode? Mine's a 2021 pick. Okay. Uh, me first? Yeah. Mine's a Gojira song. Okay. Can you guess which one it is? Mine is also a Gojira song. Ooh, um, Amazonia. Is that yours? Yeah, it's mine. No, the I video was, is sick. It's one of the best videos. And it's for a good cause. Yeah. So It has a sweet intro with like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like a... 
It's a bass of some kind, but it's like, some kind of instrument that sounds very. Meow, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like like an, it sounds like it's indigenous rainforest instrument. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's it fits. Uh, yeah, and for those who haven't seen the video, it's uh, it takes place in the Amazon. Yeah, it's about the deforestation of the Amazon rainforest and how you know tribes and communities of people are just getting wiped out because of it. Yeah. And uh, they put up like a fundraiser for it, but like all the yeah. profits from the video are going. Very on brand for Gojira. They're yeah. political, environmentally yeah. active. Yeah, I almost picked Amazonia based on the video alone, but I picked Sphinx, which okay. is off of Fortitude as well. Okay. That's just like, you know, the why did Gojira cross the road to get to the other slide kind of joke. It's just like slide guitars. Their the whole slides time. are like amazing. Yeah. They use it so good. I know. And Sphinx is, in my opinion, the heaviest song off of the new album. So cool. Yeah. Um, of 2022 so far, though, I just got to give a shout out to fucking Wake Up Dead by Megadeth and Lamb of God. The video was funny. <laughs> the video is great. It's like a home video. Yeah. I mean, I, Dave Mustaine is like, I don't even know. It's just funny. I'm drunk. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I like the original better for sure. Just, yeah, just because yeah. It's classic. For sure. But Randy singing a Megadeth song just sounds cool. really good. Yeah. And Lamb of God and Megadeth on one song is just elite. They're buds. Yeah, and they're doing the metal tour of the year again this year. Oh, yeah, we're going to that too. Yep. So um, that's that's coming up here pretty soon. That's April 19th. So Wow, yeah. Yeah, that'll be kick-ass again. So. Yeah. Good shit. Cool. All right. guess we're going to wrap up our reunion episode. Uh, thanks fun, for dude. tuning in to the Metal Pod episode. Um, you know, usually this is where we say you can, our next one, we right. preview our next one, but we don't have a next one, so. Yeah, so instead I'll, I'll say um, we're going to have a companion playlist again that'll yep. probably be in the t- description below um, on George's Spotify. Um, in the meantime, though, whenever, I'm sure we're going to do another. Yeah, at, at some, some point. At some point. We might do a 10-year reunion. <laughs> yeah, like Every time we get a high school reunion invitation, we'll be like, all right, metal pod, metal pod time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, in the meantime, until we do another episode, continue listening to the Hours of Power on Impact 89 FM. You can also stream that on impact89fm.org, all that good stuff. Um, so you don't know who the new host is. I do not. I assumed it was Jack, or better known as Bones, who we had on the pod in 2020. It sounded like him when I was listening. Okay. Uh that would have been a, a few weeks ago at this point, but whoever it is, he's got good taste. He's killing it by himself. Um, so yeah, keep listening to that. If you're uh, in the Lansing area or anywhere in the world, stream online. Cool. Um, that's about it. Yeah, that's See ya. it. This song is called Back Fucking Bone. You got to think of your best metal. You have to scream metal in it. Okay, sorry. Last thing, I swear to God. Randy Bly singing Backbone with Gojira at Knotfest was my favorite thing of 2021 by far. Nice. The song is called Back Fucking Bone. Randy runs out. Comes out. Yeah. That's cool. Metal! That's it. Goodbye. <laughs>